episode 137. And welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey y'all, I wanted to open today's show with a heads up about our Dharmic Evolution Facebook community page. We set this up for our fellow artists around the world so you guys can post things about your brand and your career and share with all of us who are creators. Take advantage of this platform today and pull in some more fans just by posting what you are doing. So today we're in the beautiful state of Idaho with an artist who began her music career at 19 years of age. Growing up in Florida, she has traveled to over 30 countries doing volunteer work involving her musical gifts, as well as touring through the states. Her pure and refreshingly honest indie pop sound can be compared to the likes of Sheryl Crow, Sarah McLachlan, and Natalie Merchant. Time to check out the music and stories of Naomi Sam. You better strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. We have got some great news for you. There is a brand new musical act out on the airwaves called Mercy. This is something that you have never heard before. It's spiritual. It's the truth unleashed with scripture delivered by Chaplain Christine Mercy, along with drums, guitars, pianos, violins, and vocals from singer-songwriter James Kevin O'Connor. Yes, a little bit of heaven on earth, and just in time. Behold, it's the brand new album from Mercy, titled I Am Victorious. Yes, Jesus came, he saw, he taught, he preached, he healed, he suffered unimaginable torture, and not only defeated the evils of Satan, but he won the entire war for the entire world. And as he stated in the song, I'm going home, back to the throne, victorious, it's glorious. I've many rooms in my father's house for all of us, it's glorious. Learn to trust in his name. I Am Victorious, the new album is out now and available on iTunes, Amazon, and CD Baby. Just recorded in the Music City on the world-famous Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee. Download the album or pick up the actual CD copy of I Am Victorious right now on iTunes, Amazon, and CD Baby. And keep your eyes and ears open for the live performance tour of Mercy coming soon. Featuring Come, Amen, Bless You. I'm afraid it is finished. And yes, the title track, I Am Victorious. Available right now. Go to Amazon, iTunes, or CD Baby and download your copy of I Am Victorious today. And keep your eyes and ears open for the new band, Mercy, coming to a venue near you soon. This message is sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. So uh, I guess we're in Idaho today. Is that correct, Naomi? That's correct. All right. So tell us, before we get into the music, tell us what's going on in Idaho. Like what's happened? It's such a beautiful state. Like what is um, what is your jam when you're not doing music out there? Are you um, into sports or anything, nature? What do you do in Idaho? Well, this last weekend, what I've been doing is renting a U-Haul and moving. Uh, so I just... Today's my second morning in my new house. Congratulations. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. I've got a yellow lab dog and uh, finally have a yard for him. Uh-huh. Fenced in backyard. So that's kind of nice. Makes life a little bit easier. Yeah. So you got a lot of mountains and nature around you out in good old yeah. Idaho? Yeah. Yeah. Great, great hiking paths. And uh, today's been a little bit rainy, 
and chilly, but that's okay. Tomorrow we'll probably have a beautiful day. Yeah, we got um we got like mid seventies, high seventies today in New Jersey. It is a definitely awesome spring day. So let's talk yep. music a little bit. Checking okay. out your stuff. You got some really, really awesome and interesting sounds. You've got kind of like the Sarah McLaughlin thing um going on. You've got some really, really unique sounds to your music. And uh, you're kind of brave and daring. Tell us about the trail. How did you get to become the Naomi Psalm that we know today? Gosh, uh, when I was 13, I inherited my grandpa's guitar, and uh, I was a I was a gymnast for you know all of my life up until then. And when I quit, all of a sudden I had so much time on my hands, so I decided to pick up guitar and I just dove headfirst and started playing all the time and uh anybody that my friend my parents had over that knew how to play guitar I would say what is that chord teach me that and so I would get free lessons from them for years and years and then I would start jamming in the living room with them and uh when I was 19 I played my first coffee shop gig and I I didn't really know I hadn't had much feedback before then with how my voice was and how my songs came across, but I just got like rave reviews about how it went. And from that night on, I thought, this is what I'm going to do. This is my passion. So how did that, the first time, how did that feel like just coming off the stage? I mean, you must've been like completely blown away with, you know, I don't think you really expected that you would feel that way. Did you? No, no, I, I had no idea I would get such great, feedback like that yeah yeah so that kind of encouraged me to keep going that was your connection right away right awesome yeah Mm -hmm. hey why don't we just give everybody a slice of what you're all about okay this is called already hit send here we go with naomi song Your breath as you speak I want to hear the words that 
Already hit send. That was cool. Is there a story to that? I mean, I love the title. So, is that about an email, or what is what is that all about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got in a few uh, sort of fights over text, and almost lost a friendship a couple times through just misunderstandings. Yeah. So, I decided to write a song about it um, with how. You know, there's no tone, there's no feeling when you send a text, so it can be taken completely wrong. And, uh, you know, just craving that face-to-face interaction with somebody to be able to read their body language, uh, just realizing how much that's missing today with, with texting. You know, you're so right. I mean, didn't we go through this about at least 10 years ago with email was the same thing. Like people did not know how to craft an email and like, it was like, no, I didn't mean that at all. And somebody took it like some way, way out of context or, or interpreted it wrong or whatever. And all these like crazy. And then there's like, there's uh, all this waste of time of follow-up emails to explain, you know, so we got to stop with too much electronic. I I think, I think some of us have learned And I'm not saying myself, I'm still a a work in progress on this, but some of us have learned to make the texting just very, very simple and informative language rather than try to put too much, um, you know, I mean, I try to write poetry on it sometimes and and most of the time it works, but if if you're trying to do something complex in in an explanation, it, 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 like you said, it sometimes just blows up in your face, you know? Definitely. Yeah, so so we got to have the like text message lessons or something. We got to have maybe I'll start an academy for that, you know, text message academy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Proper etiquette on how to text yeah. message, you know. Right. I don't know if anybody knows what it is. <laughs> yeah, right. 
So tell us a little bit about putting your music together. Like, what is your process? Um, how do you put your music together when you're you know, when you finally get an idea that hey, this is cool. I'm going to record this. Uh, what's your strategy and your methodology? Do you go to a studio? Do you do in-house? How do you do your work? Um, I usually go to a studio. Okay, great. Yeah, it that. sounds it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the producers that I work with are always musicians and not just sound engineers. So they they know how to craft a song. So they'll hear me on the acoustic guitar, and then they will start hearing in their head the whole band and it's great the one the producers that i choose we tend to be on the same page kind of hear the same same thing right and i really trust them and i will basically say here's the raw i just i lay down my raw parts and then i give them a week to make magic with it and let them be create creative and then they show it to me so do you use a different producer for each song, Naomi, or do you, you know, do you use the same person or does it depend on the track that you're writing, the song you're writing? Depends on the track, but the last three or four singles I've used Scott Alexander and he is from the band Dishwalla. Uh, really big, huge band in the nineties. Okay. Uh, there's, and they're still around making great music. And but, how, did, uh, how did you connect with him? He is in the same town I'm in. Oh, nice. Convenient, yeah. huh? Yeah. Yep. Now, so. did, did, he, did Scott play on any of the tracks? Did he play any instruments on any of the tracks? Or, or did he yeah. just, oh, did he? Cool. What's, what's his main instrument? Uh, his main instrument is bass guitar. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he played bass, and then he, did, uh, he laid all the digital stuff down, too. With, right. Yeah, uh, keyboard and drums. Right. You yeah. seem you seem like I get a, the vibe that you're a very, very artistic person. So how do yeah. you how do you communicate like when you're when you're doing your ideas? Um, what's your best method of communicating uh, when you're in the studio? Like just verbally, um, just, you know, go up to a piano. Or how do you like communicate your ideas? Just verbally. OK. Uh, and vocally, if I'm trying to add some creative touches i'll just tell them to loop it and i just keep singing whatever comes to me and a lot of times i'll tell them to keep it on record because they might they might get a piece of gold there yeah uh, that's the that's the cardinal rule isn't it when in doubt mm -hmm. hit record always hit record <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah I, I worked with this fabulous guitar player you know many years ago and we we had that rule you know like when he's in there just just hit record don't even ask you know just yeah. keep recording because yeah. he had so many he had like an encyclopedia of everybody you know and he just come up with something amazing for the song you never wanted to lose that Right. Yeah, and some, yeah. Some, some incredible things happen in the studio, and it's always the surprises, aren't they? You know, the surprises yeah. seem to be like the best part of what you do, and you just don't see it coming. Right, right. Or sometimes it's even a mistake. Yeah. And then we're like, well, that actually works. I like that. That was always so. the best part for me. Like, you know, we had no idea we were going to do this to the bridge, or maybe we didn't even think about a bridge for this, but one just presented mm -hmm. itself by accident, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, how about um? How about live? Like, what's going on? Do you play out when you're playing out live? What is your um? Do you play out by yourself with a band? What's what's your um? Or is it a combination of different things? I I have like four different combinations. Um, a lot of times I'll play solo. Right. Uh, but two nights ago I played in a hotel lobby with my bass player. So okay. we just did a duo night. So that was fun. Um, it gives us more freedom to be creative with a song just doing duos because then the you know the bass player will get a longer solo and he can mess around with some notes that he doesn't usually do with with the band because you try to stay locked in with, with the rest of the band right. but you know sometimes I'll do a trio sometimes I'll do uh, four or five of us um, I have a violin player as well and he also sings, so that's pretty fun. I would have to say full band is is the most fun. Yeah. It's, there's an adrenaline rush. Well, the other thing is, too, like when you're doing a solo, it's like, especially if you're playing, like what's your main instrument? Do you play piano, guitar? What, what do you play? What's your Acoustic most? Acoustic guitar. Acoustic guitar, yeah. So it, it's like it kind of limits you to how much you can do if you're just playing acoustic guitar all, right. all night without pedals and back backing things you know but right. it's kind of nice to be able to switch up the arrangement when you have a full band right. and like kind of like just interact right. you know it's it, it definitely more fun yeah. i think you know or less less laborious for you having all that on your shoulders you know yeah definitely yeah so what's your favorite favorite type of gig when you're out like with a full band do you like um do you like mid-sized clubs? Do you like, uh, you know, coffee house? Do you like huge, like, do you like stadiums? <laughs> like, <laughs> like where in the, in the spectrum of all that's available, um, are you, are you happiest when you're playing? I would say my favorite stage size was the knitting factory in Boise. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very I famous. Opened, I opened for a band named Carbon Leaf. I've heard of them. Yes. Yeah, that was one of the best nights of my life, musically speaking. Wow. Just just uh, yeah. the vibe and everything went right. Yeah, yeah. Why is it uh, that we that, only have so few of those compared to some gigs that are just like, yeah. oh, you just want to put your head into a wall and say, why am I doing right. this? It's right. <laughs> you know, sound goes wrong and yeah. whatever. I, I got to a gig one day and I realized that I forgot my um, sound system. So I had to go back home and get it. Well, you were distracted, weren't you? <laughs> Everything went wrong that night. And then uh, I had lost my phone and I couldn't, if I couldn't focus the whole night, I was like, where's my phone? Where's my phone? And the end of the night I look in my boot and it was in my boot. You think you're a cowboy, <laughs> don't you, Naomi? Cause you're in I Idaho. <laughs> There's swing dancing around here. So I always got to be ready. Well, instead of, you know, putting a, your money in your boot, you put your phone in there. You know, that was the night you were losing it. So I think it's time to play Losing It. Here we go.
together and that's because you forgot your PA and your phone fell in your boot Naomi so <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's a losing it kind of night so so that was a horrible night huh that was just like challenge all the way huh oh yeah yeah yep <laughs> well hopefully you don't get too many of those i mean they do come up on us you know when you put yourself out there and you know you're dealing with all the complexities people don't realize how hard a musician works to do mm -hmm. one gig, they think, well, they're just right. up there for a couple hours, but they, they don't realize it's probably a 12-hour deal by the time, the preparation and loading and, and getting there and setting up and then tearing down at the end of the, you know, it just goes on and on. It's, it's, it's yeah. pretty, um, you know, you're, you're really making, uh, you're, not, you're not being compensated. I don't care how much they pay <laughs> fairly. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's just a testament to how much we love what we do, right? Yeah, well, and then not to mention all the work that goes into crafting the song. Oh, I didn't even get into that. And yeah, that's singing. Yeah, hours and hours and hours. So tell us a little bit about that that song, Losing It. Um, give us, first of all, the backstory on it. Losing It is about what we just described or just everything in general? That 
so it did come off of a, a real day that I had where I lost two credit cards in one day. Um, you check your boot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't in my boot, boot that day. Um, I left my coffee cup on the top of the car while I drove away. Um, locked my keys in the car. I, I don't know what stressors were going on in my brain to make me just lose it that way. But I thought, well, I've been known to write kind of snarky songs about, about things and I'll just, you know, be funny about this instead of having a bad attitude. Right. And I had just got my new ukulele and this was the first song I wrote on it. Oh, wow. It was my goal to make just a, a lighthearted, happy song. Yeah. Well, you did. You turned a, a disaster into a fun tune. That was, that was really cool. I think Naomi's boot is magnetic. It has an attraction to anything that you need in life. Cell phone, credit card. It's just like the days of the cowboys. They used to hide their cash in their boot, right? Right back to the interview after this. You know, in today's world, most people are struggling with something. It may be someone in your life who has a serious illness, a family member who has been incarcerated, death of a loved one, job loss, or one of the many, many challenges we find ourselves immersed in. There is good news, however. And I'm here to tell you about Christine Mercy, spiritual teacher, seminary professor, and songwriter. Christine Mercy, who loves and deeply cares for all people, regardless of race, age, or creed. Dr. Mercy has a powerful ministry called Mercy Worldwide Ministries. This ministry cares for the sick and the dying and the disabled. If you have a need for prayer or perhaps a project that requires support, Reach out today at MercyWorldWideMinistries.com. Let's face it, we all need a trusted mother figure to give us a hand up from time to time. Reach out to MercyWorldWideMinistries.com today and check out the programs and resources available to you. Sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. Hey, tell me a little bit more about your influences. I know I mentioned Sarah McLaughlin, I think, at the beginning, but, but who... Who else, as you grew up and, you know, maybe in your teens or as a younger girl, like what, who were you listening to that you found yourself, you know, resonating with and really got pulled into? Bob Dylan. Okay. And Cat Stevens. And uh, we listened to a lot of Christian music growing up. Petra, second chapter of Acts, um, Sandy. Oh, gosh, I don't even remember. Randy Stonehill. Okay. Uh, yeah, we were highly religious, and I wasn't able to listen to a lot of things. And so I had kind of narrow influences, but but good ones. I mean, I know I don't sound like Bob Dylan, but uh, I still admired his work, and I really, um, I don't know, I... It connected. It resonated with me. Yeah. Talk about, um, you know, the, the songwriter of songwriters, like, you know, him and yeah. the Paul Simons of the world. You wonder how these guys, right. like, you know, how did they <laughs> come into the world with these, these gifts? You know, it's right. crazy. I mean, the legacy and the, and the volume of work from Dylan was just, it just goes on forever, you know, and, and yeah. he just keeps right. He's still, you know, he's still doing albums. He's still creating and still touring and, just, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, that'll never stop, thankfully. 
I yeah. mean, um, you know, the guy's really something. So you said you were, um, you were, you can't, you referred to we, is that so as growing up in the house, it, you were a Christian family. So therefore, um, you were not allowed, uh, well, we didn't have death metal back then, I don't think, but, but, but stuff that was like really kind of, um, kind of aggressive and out there, I guess, I guess your folks were just like, they didn't want any part of that. Right. Yeah. We were sort of sheltered. Yeah. Uh, if, you know, not just aggressive music, but lyrically it had to be clean. Right. Uh, yeah. And usually, usually it was Christian radio station or a, a worship record was on. So are you I really, still, um, are you still listening to Christian music today? I mean, are you still like, like do you dig what's going on in the, in that community, that, that, um, music scene? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> to be honest. I've, yeah, I've kind of, a lot of, I find that a lot of the Christian artists almost will copy what's already being done. Right. Well, and, you have that but, with every genre of music, I think. That's, yeah. <laughs> I don't find that they're leading the way with a lot of the creativity in, in the music we hear, but rather they're kind of following along and going with what they hear already right well you haven't heard the mercy band you got to check out them mercy had does okay. it completely different <laughs> okay i i'm i'm actually i'm giving myself some self-promotion there i'm i'm half of the mercy band so we we write christian oh, nice. work it's another thing that i'm i'm involved in which is really really fun and and pretty awesome so tell me more about like the process of this pet last song we just listened to like in the studio who was producing on that one steve fulton and he lives in boise okay. and he has a studio audio lab he is one of the greatest guys you'll ever meet very very gracious um he is very well connected to all of the musicians in the Valley, very supportive of everybody and multi-talented. He can probably play any instrument. So, uh, just, he, he did that one. And then another, another song. I'm not sure if you're doing the fitted sheets song or, or not. I don't have that one. I have the, oh. now you see me, we're going to play next. Okay. And we got your okay. video too. So we're going to, we're going to play right. that. Yeah. Shelf life. Um, so Steve, he was, he was another one who made life easy in the studio. I, I assume like was a joy to work yeah. with. Yeah. yeah. Is, isn't that something when you, when you first start doing that, um, I, I didn't realize the first time I went in with a, an actual producer, I was in Los Angeles actually, um, in the Hollywood area. And it was the first time that I ever worked with a real producer and session mm. players. And I was just like, wow, this is too easy. <laughs> it's like, right. I, you know, I don't have to do all the heavy lifting. And, and obviously when you've get, when you've got like really skilled and amazing players, things mm -hmm. just fall together so quickly. Things that I would labor forever on, you know, that I yeah. shouldn't have been doing in the first place. But it, it was such a, it, I got so taken to school, you know, that it was like, wow, a whole new world just opened up to me in this last, like, week of, like, I never even realized mm -hmm. the value of this, you know, which was right. great. Yeah. Hey, let me, um, let's play this one now. It's called Now okay. You See Me. Now, now you see me. 
just talking about you said you were doing a hip-hop tr- uh, record yeah okay so tell us how did that happen what happened with that how did you get involved with that oh a friend of a friend uh told them about me and they said would you be interested in laying some vocals and i said yeah for sure so they hired me to go go do three songs and i just kind of sing the ooze and oz and then uh i'll sing in the chorus uh here and there and uh it was it was an awesome experience laying down the tracks i just kind of they gave me freedom to do whatever i wanted to do and come up with whatever parts and i just really i've learned over the years with studio work that i get my best work out of 
really letting go in there. Right. And not thinking about the other people looking at me through the window and hearing every little flaw, but I just, you know, I just let it go and I get, I get better. I get better takes and I don't need as many takes when I, when I do that and not hold back. Sometimes we need to put the blinds on those windows. Just leave oh, me alone. I know. You know? Like, I, I, know. Don't, I don't want the distractions of who's doing what in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you were very pleased with the, the outcome of this. I mean, it was a new adventure yeah. for you, right? You've never done hip hop before. That was the first time. Um, I, I have done some work on a, I actually have a couple rap songs on my older albums. Okay. Uh, my ex-husband and I actually co-wrote a couple songs and he is a rapper and we co-wrote a few, a few hip hop songs. Oh, awesome. And, uh, anything that I can do different is awesome because, uh, I just like variety and I was singing for a commercial last year for a, uh, what was it? Hearing aid. It was for hearing aid companies. Really? Yeah. It was kind of a jingle sort of a thing. That's awesome. Did you, you know, do you get a lot of that work or is it just the, that one just come out of the blue? That one, he, the guy Googled me cause he was looking for a female vocalist in Boise and my name came up and I would, I need to figure out how to market myself to do more of that kind of stuff. Right. I, I also want to ask you about, you've traveled yeah. to, to over 30 countries um, yeah. doing volunteer work as well as your music. Tell us about that. First of all, what, what kind of volunteer work are you doing? And, and thank you in advance for, for doing it. Oh, you're welcome. So for three of those years, I was on a medical ship that used to be a cruise ship and they changed it into a, a hospital ship. So the whole bottom floor is a hospital and surgical rooms. And we all, we had all this set up for the people in country, countries that can't afford any surgery or any medical attention. Right. And so we sailed to West Africa and go and literally help thousands of locals there. We'd let them in the hospital, give them, you know, their whole face would change with, you know, getting tumors removed or putting a fake nose back on or fake eyes, um, getting their cataract eyes fixed. So I was not involved with the medical side, but I was involved with the music side. The band had a ship, uh, the ship had a band and I was their bass player and one of their songwriters. And we would basically entertain the patients as they were waiting to get, uh, they were lines and lines, thousands of people waiting in line to get screened to see if they could get, get medical help. So you were a and music so while, minister. Yeah. And while they were waiting, we would entertain them with music. Wow. So when you say there was thousands waiting in line. So you would put into port and then they would know you were coming and they'd be lined up waiting to, to have this, you know, to get yeah. their, their space. Who was, what was the name of this organization that, that put this together? The, the ship is called Mercy Ships. Oh, okay. And the name of the organization is Youth with a Mission. 
YWAM. Wow, Youth with a Mission. That's really amazing. Is that mm-hmm. still, are they still out there doing their thing? Yeah. Wow. I, I think Mercy Ships is under a, a different umbrella, but they're still, they're still going for it. Right. Are they just like, are the, is it, what country did it base out of? Or was it, it's an international uh, effort to put those together? It, yeah, it's international. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. You know, going yeah. in and helping people out who have no access to this. I mean, I think yeah. that's such a great idea. They should take all the cruise ships and change them all over. Right. To, to, you know, we don't really need cruise ships. Come on. I mean, yeah. we can go to the I beach know. or whatever, right? It's like, right. you know, get people the health care that they need. That Well, I really uh, admire you for doing that. That's really amazing. So you must have developed some great relationships and, and uh, met some amazing people on these journeys, no? Oh, definitely. Yeah, 30 countries. Wow. That is yeah. just, just slamming. Yeah, I... I definitely love travel, love different cultures, and I'm itching to go back and do it more. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could see you getting on the road and doing the international thing. Hey, let's play Shelf Life. This is the video from Naomi. This is called Shelf Life. I don't know your half-life, your shelf life, or if you even have one, but I know you're draining mine. Yeah, what's real good, what's happy? Or has that all left your negative mind? For mine Yada 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 That's what it sounds like to me Yada 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 trained you to hold on to all that resembles sad and blue it's true yeah i tried to leave you escape you and you came back and brought your dark clouds too That was awesome. That's the video called Shelf Life. Hey, so what is shelf life? Naomi, what is that all about? 
the shelf, the song shelf life is a dialogue between the positive side of my brain and the negative side. Okay. And I, in this song, I'm trying to quiet the voices of my negative side. And it's, it's almost, it's almost an argument. And I don't know your half life, your shelf life. Half life is sort of a, um, play on words about, um, medication. Okay. Um, and so not, not showing to anybody that I'm for it or against it or anything, but just to give people a clue that, Oh, Oh, that could mean medication. And I, I kind of like people to think what they want to think about the song. So I don't know if you had any, what was your perspective of the song? Um, you know, I think, you know, because it's shelf life, I'm thinking it, it can be anything in your life. Is it the relationship? Is it the job? Is it, you know, what is it? Because everything seems to have a shelf life. And some things last like a long time, like take a successful marriage. More so probably, you know, um, a few decades ago, they seemed to like you just divorce was not really socially accepted so people figured out a way to stay together you know and mm -hmm. now and now it's not it's just so that has a shelf life music certainly has a shelf life but one thing i've noticed about musicians and music when you're tied to oh. it it's a it's a kind of a revolving shelf life because er, almost everybody i know who's a musician or musical or songwriter or whatever with almost no exceptions has a departure at some point in their life, career, whatever, but they always come yeah. back. Everybody seems to always come back. And, you know, even the big stars who have said, that's it, I'm never touring again. I mean, so many have done it. Elton right. John quit, I don't know how many times, Billy Joel, and, mm -hmm. and it, they all like have enough of the road and whatever it is and say, I'm done, I can't do this. And then they all come back. And it's like, it's not, right. it's not a calculated um, decision for business. I, it can't be because too many people do it and they just say, you know, I can't live without this. I, you know, there are times yeah. when I can't do it anymore because it's just mm -hmm. so much and it's so stressful, right. but, but I also right. can't live without it. So that's yeah, kind of what I, I get it, out of it, you know? Yeah. That's, I see. That's, that's what I like about kind of leaving my songs, leaving people hanging. Like I don't want to tell the full story. I want people to come up with their own perspective and however the song wants to speak to you, that's how it does. Right. As soon yeah. as I, I kind of had that thought, as soon as I saw the title, you know, but, um, but yeah, I mean, but it can, it's, it's nice because it is a universal, um, concept and theme. You can mm -hmm. apply it to pretty much anything you want, you know? So what's yeah. next for you? Oh, let me ask you about social media. What do you do on social media that is your favorite platforms and your favorite jam? What do you like the best? Um, I don't know. I do Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Okay. Uh, the three biggies. And it's not, <laughs> yeah, it's not always with the... Instagram is definitely just fun, and here, here is my life, not just my life in music, but, like, here's my dog or stuff like that. Um, Facebook, I will post videos. I'll post my shows. I'll say something funny. I'll post an inspirational quote. 
I also like to use Reverb Nation. And that's a that's a channel for musicians. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I don't stress over social media too much. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smart girl. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I want to keep a presence on there, but I don't want to get swallowed up in it yeah. because I know that there's my real life to live as well. <laughs> yeah, there's too, there's too, there's a, a, such a thing as too much of it. I mean, Almost yeah. a year ago, I was on like every platform out there and I got rid of at least half of them, you know, so I only focus yeah. on a few um, that I think are relevant to what to what I do. I like Instagram because of the fact that most, um, it's probably the strongest musician platform out there for social media. There's more musicians that I find and songwriters and so forth on there. Right. So it's a great connecting yeah. platform, you mm -hmm. know, even for this show. Right. Yeah. So tell me about what are you looking forward to, Naomi, Naomi, for the next, like, say the next six months, like, um, what are your plans for your music career, um, adventures, touring, studio, anything in particular that you want to share with us? You know, I'm sort of in a, a lull, kind of a, a quiet season when it comes to my music. Maybe it's because of the move yeah. and stuff. Um, you know, maybe it's a writing season for me, uh, with this more space in my house, my goal is to keep my instruments out so that I can, I tend to play them more if I don't have to get my guitar case out of the, uh, from under the bed and open it. And, you know, if it's sitting right there staring at me, I'm more likely to pick it up and play, play a tune that's coming to me. Right. Right. So. You need a guitar tree like I have. I have six of them hanging yeah. on a tree. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, I've had this for years. And it is kind of cool because you walk in and it's like, there's no excuse. It's just walk over and grab right. it, you know, and it's right there. Right. So uh, the ones yeah. you don't play as much, you have to dust them off a little bit. But that's the only downside right. that I see. <laughs> right. Hey, um, tell us as we're wrapping up here, how can we get to you, Naomi, and find the best place to uh, connect with you and purchase your music. Do you have a website that we could go to? So I, I've just, I've scaled back. I've just have reverb nation. Okay. Dot com slash Naomi Psalm. Okay. You can find everything there, but also iTunes is where I'm really pushing as far as um, sales. So just, you know, iTunes.com slash Naomi Psalm. And you can purchase my music there and, for anyone who's listening who is interested in purchasing, I really appreciate your support. Okay, and that's N-A-O-M-I-P-S-A-L-M. Just Google Naomi Psalm. Look for her on iTunes or Reverb Nation. Naomi, thanks very much for being a part of the Dharmic Evolution, joining us today, sharing your stories, your music, and congratulations on the new house. And also, watch that phone in the boot. You got to keep an eye on that. <laughs> thanks, Jim. Do you ever wonder why you were created and what you're here to do? then the geography of the soul will help you to find your true place in this world. The music is so inspirational, including tracks such as I Want to Be Loved, State of Grace and Ride On. James Kevin O'Connor is an internationally acclaimed singer, songwriter, music producer 
entertainment agent, TV star, and a loving father who leads you to find your true place and calms your mind and soul in breathtaking ways. Biogeography of the Soul Today by James Kevin O'Connor at iTunes, CD Baby, Amazon, jameskevinoconnor.com, Geography of the Soul, a beautiful CD that you need to own today by James Kevin O'Connor. Sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. Already hit send. Losing it. Now you see me. And shelf life. From Florida to around the world to the beautiful state of Idaho and her music helped complete this leg of the journey, Naomi Sam. You can check out Naomi on the Dharmic Evolution website, now being downloaded and listened to in countries all around the world. And we're really cranking things up now because we just hit 66 countries last week. Very, very cool. You should head over to the James O'Connor Agency. And why? If you have not visited this site, you got to check it out, man. Lots of artists around the world are starting to check in and take advantage of all of the things this agency is offering them. An international talent agency designed to broadcast your global career. No matter where you are in your career, we have packages to enhance and broadcast your global career today. Stop by and visit the site. Find out about all the awesome packages we've designed and developed to broadcast your global career. How about this one? Do you need funding for your next album project? Well, go to the jamesoconneragency.com. Find out what we do for singer-songwriters, musical artists, as well as authors, speakers, and thought leaders. We also want to encourage you to visit dharmicevolution.com. Check out your show and blog profile right now. If you've been on this show, you are now on the site. Naomi is now on the site and people from around the world are logging in to see and hear all about Naomi and her music. That's it for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or i see you on TV. You say you like my humor, my passion and intellect, positive social grace and confidence. I communicate like a five-star general with grand command. Straight and turn 51 shades of gray